four. We also, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and sin which so easily ensnares us, and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us, looking into Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. <laughs> Woo, thank you, Adam. I just wanted to make a big entrance, you know? <laughs> Hebrews 12, 1 to 2. I'm going to come back to that later. I should watch that. <laughs> Everyone loves a good chariot of fire, right? Am I right? Instantly you're like, I can do anything. I can finish anything on my to-do list. I should listen to that more often, actually. That's a great idea. That's a freebie tip. All right. So, last week, Amy talked about being intentional. Do you guys, who was here last week? A lot of you are here and some of you who weren't. Well, she talked about being intentional, okay? So, being intentional with friends and family and with um, even things like your dreams. So, taking the steps to do the things that you want to do. Taking the steps to, like, invite someone else to your house for dinner because you want community. You want friends, right? It's really important to build the community. Whether that's your friends, whether that's your church community, it doesn't just happen, right? Does community just like fall into place, right? Does, has anyone had that experience where, you know, you just move to a new town and suddenly you have friends and family and church community and people to support you? Anybody? Crickets, right? No. Community actually takes intentionality, right? Substantial relationships, rich community, and meaningful support takes forgiveness, intentionality, vulnerability, pressing through when it gets awkward, and quite simply, time. Takes time, right? Um, thankfully for us, we have the Holy Spirit, who is the glue between us, right? I feel like we have it a little easier, maybe. We could if we work out of grace and forgiveness. We have the same Father in heaven, so it shouldn't be too hard. We are all brothers and sisters in Christ. Amen? I give you the freedom to be as loud as you want. I like parties. I like loud noises. I like loud music, okay? If the music is ever too loud, don't even go to complain to him. Come straight to me, because I'm always like, turn it up. He's the constant gel. And since we have the Holy Spirit, we don't have to put in any work. Right? No, wrong, shoot. Ugh. In fact, it is not. It is the spirit that actually spurs us onward, right? It is actually the spirit that causes us to press on. The spirit that drove Adam to take the water bottle and to pass it on to me so that I could preach this morning, right? He spurred you on towards me. Thank you, Holy Spirit. All right. But he does. It is actually the Holy Spirit through us. Who is here for Curtis Hines? Right? It was so amazing. So he's this incredible evangelist, and he came here, and he's talking about creating a culture of invitation. So not when we typically think of evangelism, we think of going out into the grocery store, and your heart is pounding, and you're like, I need a word, I need a word, I need a word, and you're like, oh God, I don't have a word, and you either leave, 
or you like say some, so like, God loves your feet. Okay, bye. You know, and, and that person's like, I don't know what just happened. Um, so typically we think of that, or like tracks, giving out tracks, um, preaching on the bus, all that. So he's kind of flipping it on his head and saying, most people are in the church because someone invited them to church. Someone became a friend to them and supported them and became community with them, okay? So that's just a little thing for Curtis Hines. And I love what he says. He says, God doesn't make chairs. He makes trees, right? So what does that mean? He didn't make you a chair to sit in, but he gave you a tree. He gave you creative thoughts. He gave you a heart to want to be like him, be like your father and do things and create things. It's actually a blessing. You know, we sit here wanting God to do everything, but he takes delight when we put our hands to his creation. He takes delight when we partner with him. And actually Hebrews, the book of Hebrews, is all about partnering with God. It's all about partnering with each other. It's our high priest working in us. We are the hands and feet of Jesus. Right? We are Christ's body. Amen? Do you know that you are the body of Christ? We collectively are the body of Christ. This is not like a Lone Ranger type situation. This isn't like a, well, I know what's going on. Me and Jesus only. No, <laughs> this isn't that. This is a all of us together. It pleases the heart of the Father when we join together, doesn't it? You know what I hate? Hate's a strong word, but I do. I hate it when my kids fight. <laughs> I hate it when my kids just don't get along, and I'm like, why? Why? God loves it when we work together. I mean, he's not like me. He's not sitting up there grumbling and hating because he's God, and he is love, and I am flawed, deeply flawed, which is why I need you guys, right? which is why we need each other, because none of us can do it on our own. We all need to work on together, all right? We are his hands and his feet. Okay, I'm going to tell you a story, a little bit about my family, my kids. I have two boys and a daughter. They are eight, turning nine, eight, six, and three, okay? So we are in what you call a madhouse right now. It's when Animals are running through your house, tornadoes, hurricanes. It's just like your house is like kind of like a storm area. It's kind of like what our house is like right now, just to paint you a picture. Um, I do laundry about 98% of my time. Um, I sometimes sleep. I get like an hour or two, you know, here and there. Um, no, it's kind of crazy right now. But what is it like to be a part of the burger home? That's my last name, burger. Yes, I know. Ha, ha, ha. For some reason, my kids don't like cleaning. What? That's what I thought. I was like, don't kids just love cleaning? I know I do. <laughs> Bring up that broom, you know? Why don't you buy me a vacuum cleaner for my birthday? No, uh, ever. Um, but for some reason, my kids don't like it either. So weird. And they especially hate it when they have to clean someone else's mess, like that they weren't directly involved in making. Like, my cousins made that mess. And I'm like, well, you have to clean it anyways. And their heads start to turn red. And their eyes start to bug out of their heads. 
and steam literally is pouring from their ears. And I don't think you've ever heard a scream so loud in your life. They explode. Okay, maybe not all the time, but I'm sure that's happened at some point. They hate it. They hate it. I'm like, I clean up after your mess all the time. You're going to clean up after someone else's mess, right? So that's what it means to be a part of a family. It means doing chores. It means helping do the dishes. It means doing some of the stuff you don't like to do. But being a burger, you also get to go camping and have fun. I'm sorry if you don't like camping. I'll save you later. You get to go to the beach. You get to have an opinion. You get to say what you think. You get to pray at the table. You get to be your creative self, and you bring a piece to our family. My son Noah brings an amazing piece to our family. He's organized. He's sweet. He helps take care of all these different things, and he teaches me a lot, even if I want to strangle him sometimes. And you know what? <laughs> and my son, Leaf, he is cuddly and sweet, and he reminds me to slow down and to just scratch his little back, and to just talk about whatever he wants to talk about, right? And Freya, well, we'll see. <laughs> that girl is crazy. Legit. <laughs> and I love her. Uh, growing up, in my own home, with my, 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 my mother and my father, who are right here, they are gorgeous, um, our house was kind of like the hub, like, we always had people over at our house, one of those kind of houses, okay? Crazy, right, Amy? And um, when people, no joke, when our friends would come over, my dad would put them to work, okay? Like, and I'd be like, Dad, stop. And he's like, no, we have work to do. Sorry, this is my dad voice. Sounds nothing like my dad. He's like, no, we have work to do. Uh, he's like, I, got, I cut down this tree, and we got to chop the wood, and we got to put all this, like, literally, like, a giant pile of wood, and we got to, like, take it to this window and put it into our basement so we have wood for the whatever, the winter. Things like that. And they would do it. I was like, are you kidding me? I think they worked harder than I did. <laughs> I was kind of like, yeah. And they kept coming back. Like, you'd think they'd be like, never again are we going to their house. Those people put me to work, right? But there's something about when you are part of the work, you feel a part of the family. You feel a part of the reward. And then when you sit down and you have a meal with us and we all laugh together and you know that, yo, you got a splinter in your finger, ha ha, no, I'm kidding. Um, but you know, like we all suddenly have this connection with each other, right? That we might maybe otherwise wouldn't, especially people that didn't have a strong connection with their own families at home. It's like there was something about coming and like working with us and then sharing food with us that made them feel a part of a family, and they just kept coming. It, like, honestly, sometimes mom was like, get them out. You know, my mom would be like, Lloyd, send the people away. <laughs> it's true. And I, I yeah. <laughs> Serving means that you are part of a family. It just does. It's a part, it's a part of it. You guys see where I'm going with this, don't you? <laughs> I'm calling a family meeting right here, right now. Family. <laughs> you are a family. We are a family. Every morning, we put up a slide, a slide that says, what does it say? Welcome home. We have created a type of home here, haven't we? 
a church home, a place where hopefully people feel safe, can get ministered to, can praise Jesus in a group setting. I want us to take that to heart, and I want us to take it up another level. How can we make this church feel like a home, actually? We don't want to do lip service. We don't want to say, welcome home, and someone comes in, and they don't even get, no one even says hi to them, right? When you come home, your mom hugs you, your dad says, hey, how are you? <laughs> Slap on the back, you know? That's what coming home feels like. You feel like, oh, I can put my bags down at the door. I don't have to wear this fake face, right? This is a family meeting. So guys, I need a drink. I've only been drinking coffee. If I'm a little like, that's why. So let's be intentional with this family. All right? Let's be intentional with our church family. Let's take ownership. This isn't just the pastor's church. This isn't Amy and Adam's church. I mean, like, it is your church, but it's our church. It's never meant to be the pastor's church. It's our church. If you're coming here, take ownership of it. This is my church, and I love my church, and I want to be a part of it. I'm not leaving it up to, like, the main leadership team. That's not what we want to create here. We want to create a safe family environment, and you have a choice to make, am I a part of it or am I not? Because you can be. If you see or feel an area of need, do something about it. Say something. Not like, not like write the pastor, I'm writing the pastors an email. Dear Amy and Adam, I noticed that the coffee was cold. So... I'm not coming here anymore. Thank you. Goodbye. <laughs> oh, 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 here's another one. Amy and Adam. You mentioned a movie in your sermon. That's heresy. Not coming anymore. Bye. You're laughing. It's happened before. <laughs> Some people need to lighten up. I'm going to bless you now with the spirit of lighten the heck up. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Amy and Adam, their faces are turning red. They're like, this is why we let Melissa do these kind of talks. Because I ain't afraid to say some things. <laughs> um, actually, in fact, we do have a volunteer here who noticed one morning when she came in that she wasn't greeted. And you know what she did? She said, I would like to be a part of or start a greeting team. And she did, and she's there almost every morning greeting people. Ah! Oh! Come on, our hearts were so blessed. We were just like, it's like, it's like it felt like, you know, like your sister or your brother being like, oh, I noticed this is happening. How can I help? Or I want to be a part of the help, right? We're in this together. Ah, oh, it was so amazing, such a blessing. And it's so little, but we still think about it. Um, guys, I want to inspire you that you have something unique to give. There is no one like you. You don't have to be an amazing speaker. You don't have to be able to like play the drums like 
I don't even know a famous drummer's name, but you know, you don't have to be Eric Clapton. God, I know he doesn't play drums. Um, <laughs> just putting that out there. Guys, you are unique. You have something, okay? Every family has room. Or I want to say, we want to make room. This place has a place for you. And if you are not serving something, giving something, we're actually missing out on what you have to give. Right? God made you powerful. This isn't a pastor show. This isn't a worship leader show. This isn't uh, whatever show. <sighs> Receive healing. Receive ministry. But don't let insecurity stop you from letting God move through you. <laughs> we always think of being used by God as some grandiose thing, right? As some thing like I preached to hundreds of people and every single one got saved and they all fell down. But serving God, oh, guys, no small act of kindness and serving is ever too small or ever goes unnoticed by the star creator. In fact, he gives more to those who give out of the little that they have. How much more blessed to give out of the small amount maybe you feel you have? God's like, he loves that. He loves the humble. And he gives to them. Right? Amen? Guys, it's just actually a spiritual principle. Did you know that? That if you give out of what you have, more will be given to you. Here's a little tip. This is a freebie. <laughs> um, okay, so I'm generally a more happy-go-lucky type person. Okay? I know that. I still get sad sometimes. And um, my husband's kind of more on the, like, Batman side of things. That's how I call it, like, moody Batman. Like, he's saving the world, but he's a little moody about it, you know? <laughs> I love people who know John are like, that's perfect. That is him. <laughs> I, I bought him a Batman suit for harvest. Um, so here's one of the things that I do, and this is actually, we're actually in marriage counseling right now. That's a whole other sermon, and it's amazing. Everyone should be in counseling. So good. Doesn't mean you're messed up. It means you need help. Uh, hello, everyone. So, <clears throat> and it's funny, one of the things the counselor said, and I'm just going to like not try and rub it in John's face for the rest of his life, was like, you know, this side of me that's kind of better at like, I'm like kind of just like more patient and easier to like deal with things and be happier. And he's like, like once you guys deal with this, then like you'll be able to learn these things from Melissa. And I'm just like, hmm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Oh my gosh, no, he was, <laughs> I'm not going to rub it in his face. <laughs> I'll leave that for a second. Okay, no, but seriously. I, get, I, I definitely struggle sometimes with feeling apathetic and feeling sad and feeling tired and feeling like I don't have passion right now. I don't, I love worship leading, but sometimes I come and I don't feel like it, like I'm tired. And I, and you know, I don't feel the fire of my youth 
anymore. Um, <laughs> okay, guys. Okay, okay. I have a secret to joy. Okay, this is just one of them. And it's just a freebie. I'm going to put it up there. One of the things that I do when I'm feeling sad, like kind of like, not sad like you actually need help. Like, please get help if you are struggling with depression or anxiety. But like if I'm just kind of, you know, sometimes you have off days. You're like, I just woke up in a bad mood. I encourage someone. I will send someone a nice message. I will pray for someone. And the feeling that I get is like my tank is now fuller. Being used by God, and it's not like, oh, I, I got a prophetic word for someone. That's fine, whatever, you can do that. But even literally just to say, like, Amy, I'm thinking of you. You're doing such a great job as a pastor and as a sister, and I love you. <laughs> and how encouraging someone, serving someone, actually fills up your love tank. It fills up your joy tank. Right? I find I actually get more sad the more I think about me. <laughs> and so it's training myself to, to, even if that training is to pick someone to encourage. Literally, it's that practical. Go on Facebook and be like, who do I know that I can encourage? It's that simple. That's just a little freebie. <laughs> Guys, we really are in this together. Hebrews 12, 1 to 2 says, let us run together. Not run yourself. Let us run together. Can you imagine trying to do a lifelong relay by yourself or with like one other person? You wouldn't last two days, maybe a week, you know? I'm sorry, Adam, but you're just not cutting it. <laughs> I wanted to say that. But, <laughs> but how much easier if we rally together, we pass the baton to the next person and the next person and the next person and the next person. It's all of us working together, running side by side, passing it on. Not this kind of like, it's all about me down. No. Jesus came. And he flattened out all those mountains so that we could all look him face to face. It's not this, this. It's this. You guys know what I mean? Isn't that beautiful? <sighs> what if it wasn't just, this is, bear with me. What if it wasn't just 20% of the church doing 100% of the volunteering? That's the statistics. 20% of the church does all the volunteering. I, I'm an optimistic person. So I think we could do better. <laughs> I think we could be that church that is like, too bad, statistics. We're not that one. I think we can do better. I think we can be better at being a family. I think we can grow. I think growth is really important. You know, it's actually amazing how, talking about community, how something so small like setting up chairs on a Sunday actually creates more connection and community with the church. Because, like, we all come. Like, Amy and Adam are here, we're here, all these, we're all here. And it's like there's this, this vibe, this fun thing that's 
you know, we're all like talking to each other and laughing and how was your week and whatever. And it's like this, we're building something together and it feels good and it feels like we're connected. You know what I mean? Yeah. <sighs> so where do you fit? Okay. I'm going to share a story. Tim gave me permission to use his name. <laughs> so we're sitting around my fire, and um, me and John are often thinking about the Sabbath and what the Sabbath means and blah, blah, blah. That'll be another sermon sometime. And, um, you know, John said, how do you get, like, he pointed to Tim and said, Tim, like, Tim works so much. Tim's working, I don't know, 50-plus hours a week. And then he comes here on his day off, and he sets up chairs. How do you take a Sabbath? Like, how do you feel rested? And then Tim, so sweet, he's like, let me just stop you right there, you know, in his sweet Tim way. And he says, it is rest to me. He said, if you put me on, like, if you tell me to preach, I will run away, maybe never come again. But coming and setting up chairs and serving, like, that's what I love to do. I feel rest. I feel like, I love to give. Like, they are having barbecues, Tim and Lorelai, at their house, like, all the time. They have, like, 100 people over on their day off, and they're just, like, lit up. Because we found what they love. We found what they're designed to do. They love to host. They love to share relationship with people and build people up and just in the capacity that they can in, like, their own way. And so I want to say to you, you are unique, and you have something in your own way, and we're not like, I'm not up here to, be, to tell you to be someone else or to serve in a way that's not, right? We want to discover what you love and what you're passionate about. If everybody shared the load, there would be less load. That's how I feel at home with my kids. If you cleaned, there would be less cleaning to do. <laughs> All right, kids? No, I'm kidding. I'm just kidding. I know I'm lighting some fires under some butts, okay? And maybe I'm offending some. Forgive me. I just want to say a few things. I want to put some perspective out there. Um, just to inspire you guys. How amazing to hold someone's baby for them. So that maybe for the first time in a week, they can sit down with a coffee and receive ministry. How amazing is it to, be, to have the opportunity to speak into the lives of the most powerful people in our church? The children. <laughs> Do you have a friendly smile? You can greet someone and say hello. Do you like to host? We have a hosting table. Don't like people? Set up and tear down. <laughs> everyone, there's a place for everyone. <laughs> and I just want to say, don't get me wrong, okay? I want to say, this is not, if you're in a place where you need to receive, if you are actually in a bad place, or you're coming, you know, you're newer here. I'm not, this is for people who've been here for a while, Okay. <laughs> who I'm talking to, people who go to our church. I'm just saying for those of you who need to receive, there is room for that. And we're not saying you have to start working for the Lord out of your, you know, depression or something. Um, but 
that that's the beauty of when we share the load, that that one person who's the kind of weaker for a while, they're just, we're holding them up, right? They're coming to a safe place where we're all connected and we're taking care of each other. That's the beauty of it, right? All right. Well, you can start. I'm going to warn you. This is not to manipulate you guys. I... This is to inspire. I'm here to inspire. I don't have a Scottish accent. So I won't even try. No, no, it's actually really terrible. I asked John to do it because he has a great one. You can turn the music up a bit. Are you ready? You guys can stand up. So I'm going to make this extra epic. We're going to go all the way, besides the accent. I serve and you may die. Sit on your butts and you will live at least a while. And sitting in the pews many years from now, would you be willing to take all the days to this day, to that one, for one chance, just one chance, to come back here and tell the devil, tell apathy, that he may try to take our lives. He may try to take our energy, but he will never take our love and our peace. He will never take our God-given right to serve. He will never take our freedom. Actually, I still need this one. <laughs> I got excited there and I put it away. <sighs> Guys, I just really wanted to do that. I'm not going to lie. <gasps> and if you're offended that I just quoted Braveheart, I'm deeply sorry. And you can come talk to me later. Send me a text. <laughs> I want to inspire you guys. We can do it. We can do it. I'm just going to take a minute, and I want to share with you. If you don't know Jesus, he is the greatest servant of all. He came down to our level. It says he emptied himself. He became, like, emptied himself of all his God powers to be a man like us, to share in our weakness, to share in our pain to understand us. So much so that he went to the cross for us and he died the most gruesome death to give us life. Jesus did that for you. The Father did that for you. And if you don't know Jesus this morning, he's calling out your name. He's, he is drawing you into his arms. 
He loves you. And if you've never received Jesus into your heart, I just want to take a minute to give you that opportunity and give you that chance to invite him into your heart. Do you guys want to close your eyes? And we're going to pray this prayer together. And if you say that prayer, I want you to find me after the service. And I want to pray with you. So Jesus, I love you. Or at least I'm going to learn how to love you. You guys can repeat this after me, okay? (laughs) Thank you for the cross. Thank you for dying for me. Thank you for serving me with your life. I, in in return, pledge my life to you. Come into my heart. Amen. All right, so if you pray that prayer, please come find me. I would love to pray with you and help you set up with some next steps. All right. Now, to the end. We're getting real practical. I love practical, even though not always the best at doing it myself. Areas of service, okay, in the church. Please forgive me. I'm just, I'm just going, I'm just hitting, I'm just going to say it right out, okay? We have children's church, youth, setting up and tearing down, pro presenter slides, uh, greeting, hosting table. We want to start a nursery because if you have noticed, We're getting more and more babies, and I'm so excited about it. Like, so many babies. Um, What else do we have? Or maybe there's something else that you're seeing that you're passionate about. Talk to us about it. Come to us. Be like, here's this area I'm really passionate about, and I've noticed you guys don't have it. Sound. Sound. And maybe you want to mull it over with us, okay? Cool? All right. Take out your phone, your iPad, your notebook, whatever you have. Take it out now. Anything to write with, however you want to write. We are going to be writing down three areas. You're already serving, don't worry. No, I'm kidding. (laughs) We love you all. I want you to write down, number one, one area in serving church ministry that you feel personally passionate about. Okay? One that you like know off the top of your head that you personally are like, this gets you excited. You feel like you're in your element, okay? Write one down if you have it. If you don't, I don't know, N-A. <laughs> dot, 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 maybe. <laughs> All right? Number two, I want you to write one area that you want to grow in. An area that you want to get better at. I'm giving you time. Is this not enough time? And then three, I want you to ask what God is asking you to do. This one's going to take a little more time. I just want you to be open to the Holy Spirit to speak to you. Because maybe it's not what you expected. Maybe it is what you expected. But I think it makes sense to ask the Father. (laughs) he knows us the best. 
Can you cue up that first song? Take a minute to just ask Holy Spirit for that. Guys, clearly I love music. All right, guys, let's run together, okay? I love this song. Let's run and do this together, okay? Let's volunteer together. So let's stand up. We're going to pray. And I'm going to let you know that we got so practical. There's a table over there that literally has sign-up sheets. Amy's like, I'm not doing this sermon. I'm like, I am. Leave it to me. I'm passionate about the church, guys. I am passionate about the church. Everyone says, like Curtis Hines says, get out of the four walls. No, that's not the issue. You're already out there. Invite people to church. Love people. Bring them here to our great family. Right? Okay, I'm kidding. You can shut off the music. Lord, <laughs> I thank you so much for this morning. I thank you so much for every single person here. God, I thank you that every person is unique and beautiful and wonderful and powerful, God. And I just break off every lie that has told them that they're not enough, that God, they need to first reach some sort of level before they can serve you, before they can love you, before they can be used of God. God, I pray that each person would know that right here, right now, you are speaking to them and you love them and you are spurring them onwards in the race towards you. The greatest prize. Oh, Father, I pray that you would make our hearts, make our hearts love you more. That we would surrender more to you. And I pray for an infilling of joy in this place, an, infill, an infilling of rest and restoration. For those of you who have been tired and apathetic, I speak to your souls and I say, wake up. Put on your running shoes. Look into the eyes of Jesus and run alongside him. With all of us with you. Jesus, we love you. We worship you this morning. In Jesus' name, amen.